Oh, hello, and welcome to a podcast of things I did on the radio earlier today, which uh, will include probably lots of plugging the fact that Late Night Mash is back on the telly tonight. Oh, my days, you better listen to this quickly. If not, if only there was a way to re-watch TV shows because they're stored and delivered via the internet these days. Well, I'll look into that in case that's happened. But meanwhile, let's focus on what we did on the radio earlier today. It sounded a lot like this. How How have you been? Oh, I can't hear you. I guess I need to talk about me instead. I've been fine, thanks. Recorded the latest episode of Late Night Mash. It's on Dave tonight at 10pm. That was fun, last night. Because we've all been doing it for so long, I think we're a bit quicker at doing it. It's, it's quite nice. There were fewer rehearsals because everyone, everyone's everyone gone... Well, not everyone, obviously. But everyone's gone on to be more famous, um, apart from a few. So, like, Ellie Taylor was back, even though she's on Strictly this year. That's amazing. Rachel Paris is now hosting the show. That's amazing. Jeff Norcott is absolutely huge. Most of the other members of the cast have been in films. They've done really well. And then I look at me and think, oh, well, you know, not everyone can... It's like when you watch an old episode of Cheers and you realise Ted Danson went on to be Ted Danson. What a huge TV career. Woody Harrelson's an international movie star. Kelsey Grammer had the spin-off Frasier that was the biggest sitcom ever. And the guy who played Coach died. And I'm kind of, I know that my career is a bit like Coach, isn't it? It basically died after Series 2, but somehow. Anyway, that's not what we're here to talk about. On the show today, I've got loads coming up, basically. Uh, we'll be talking uh, another update on Happy News. I made the jingle. We might as well use it. Um, Phil has been sending me weird emails as well, so we'll read out some of his news stories. What the Queen should be doing. Uh, what's this one here? Oh, Storm name. And they're naming Storms again. And I'm going to correct them, because they always get it wrong. Because today we're going to be talking about, um, you know, they name storms. We'll do that in a second. I was talking with one of the producers yesterday, because we filmed the MASH thing. It's on tonight. And he was saying that he's got he's having a new kid. He's got two kids who are already like five and seven. And he's having another kid. And I was telling him about Rory and how we picked the name. Randomly picked. We picked names that sounded good. And then it was my job to go through and try and stress test the name to see if you could bully on based on that name. Yeah, anything that rhymes with anything toilet-related, you got to take that out. You can't do it. You could, the kids are going to be all over that. He was saying that they'd pick some names, and then their two kids preferred one of them so much, they started to refer to the baby in the womb as that name. And that's it now. They've been played. They've been gazumped. They they no longer get to pick their kid's name. Their, their children are doing it. Honestly, ruling the roost. Kids these days, eh? I ask you. Time 107.5. Good afternoon, I'm Steve. Four Tops and Bruce Springsteen kicked off this hour, so we're into hour two of the show. I thought we'd deal with some proper news, but something that makes me feel better about myself. You know, have you been here about this Royal uh, Navy ship thing that's gone wrong? Three billion pound aircraft carrier that's broken down because a propeller shaft wasn't greased properly. I know the feeling. This is according to sources, the flagship HMS Prince of Wales, which is embarrassing for not only the ship and the Prince of Wales. Um, It was left in a naval base in Portsmouth on Saturday to head to the US to join in a training mission. But top brass were left red-faced when it suffered an emergency mechanical issue. They had been greasing the shaft. That's what they've done wrong there. And what I like about this story, HMS, big thing. They didn't do a little bit of maintenance on it. NASA were meant to be taking off. A little bit of engine trouble. It makes me feel better at DIY reading these. I've messed up a few shelves in my time, but I've I've never crippled a frigate. 
and I've never ruined a space flight. So in comparison, I'm your tech guy. If you've got a problem, come to me before the Royal Navy or NASA, because this week it looks like I've got a better score. Now, this is in the news. Betty. You had better watch out for Betty. Now, that's obviously a good sentiment in general in life, but this particular one is the Betty Storm. They've come up with names. Every year they have to name the storms. When we get storms, they are picked from a list and they've populated the list, and they always pick rubbish ones. Last year, they had names that were even difficult to pronounce. I'm sure that's very inclusive, but it does mean if you're meant to shout, oh, watch out for the quick fear, quick, oh, Irish ones are tricky. That's not gonna help health and safety, is it? So on the list of ones that we're gonna get, Antony, um, there's no, then Betty, and then Cillian or Killian, you know what, that's the problem. Um, Daisy, Elliot, and Fleur, Storm Fleur. Doesn't make you scared, does it? That's the problem. I think we should just be naming them proper names to make people scared. It'll be, it would save lives. If we called them things like uh, Sir Blows A Lot, You'd watch out for it, wouldn't you? Or, um, um, storm. If we called, if we called one of the storms storm, it'd, it'd be harsh, and it'd, you'd have to do a lot of bleeping, but people, health and safety, health and safety. I guess what I'm asking today is, if you were to name a storm, what would you call it? Recently, we tried to launch a new feature where I would read out happy things from the news to cheer us up, but it went wrong. I picked a story about Elon Musk. What, the world's richest man? Surely that should be happy. And he was talking about um, the Earth dying. So, look, take two. Let's try and find some news to make us feel happy in today's edition of Happy News. Happy News, happy news, the cheery news that we can't lose. To stop me turning to the booze, I need a shot of happy news. Well, today's uh, a news story that should cheer us up. There's, they found a cure to a medical problem. Huzzah! There are loads of superbugs which are um, pill resistant and they've managed to find a way of treating them. The NHS has discovered that you, if you get one of these superbug, you know, antibiotic-resistant bugs, it could be treated by a poo transplant. Ah. The NHS will insert bacteria taken from a healthy donor's feces. And then they hope that it will be building some resistance to C. diff. I mean, I suppose it's happy, but... oh. It's put me right off this chocolate milkshake. In talking about storm names, they make a list each year that we get to pick from when we get storms. Let's have a look what's on here. Glen. Storm Glen. Sounds more like a kids' TV show, mate. Wait a minute. Uh, Khalid. All right. And uh, Lowe's? L O E S. Lowe's. Lowe's. Louis. You see what I mean? You need names that are easy to shout in the case of an emergency and something that is terrifying so that you have to stay indoors. Like... Stormmaster. Something like that. I'll take your suggestions, please, on this. Uh, you can get in touch on social media and send me a voice note like John does these days. What we got here? First suggestion from John, what you got? Hello, Steve. How about storming the teacup? Well, it doesn't sound scary enough. I think raise it from there. Although some people might not like tea, but still, what else? Windy Miller in Manila. That one's easy for you to say. Any other ideas? How about late night smash? Hey, I'll take a bit of that, mate. Well, on, D on Dave at 10 o'clock on Thursdays. Close enough. 
As much as sometimes we deal with the pointless faff, this is quite good. Uh, the Queen will remain at Balmoral in Scotland to appoint the new Prime Minister for a first time during her reign. And I'm in favour of this. I know no normally they meet in Windsor or somewhere else, wherever it is, Buckingham Palace, I guess. Um, and this is the first time that she's thought, no, you come to me. Too right, Queen. Make people travel to... Do you know the status you've got? People should have been travelling to you all the time. Rather than meeting halfway. Boris Johnson, uh, who will tender his resignation, and then the new Tory leader will have to make this, I think it's like a thousand mile round trek. But good. Firstly, here's the cheap joke, but let's do it. It's the first, going to Balmoral, it's the first time anyone made the sound moral in a sentence with Boris Johnson in it. Hey, we'll have that one for the show. Um, but also, this is why working from home is good. In fact, you know what, Queen? Why don't we just do this on Zoom? I get the feeling that you could save your precious time. We've had, is it four Prime Ministers in the last six years? At this rate, just do a recorded message. They're whooping through them too quickly. They're asking too much. This is probably sad. Men and women are more likely to start affairs in September. Looks at the, oh, you better hurry up. First of September today, you better pull your finger out. And spending more time with partners during the summer holidays is apparently to blame for more infidelity, this is according to the website. Well, let's not read out the website. It's going to make society worse, isn't it? Uh, it's likely to see an increase this time of year because you just, people get sick of being at home with the other half, don't they? That's terrible. Um, Jessica Leone, who's a relationship expert, said uh, sextember oh is here, which means a surge in affairs. It will be even more pronounced this year because of working from home's coming to an end. Surely it'll make it harder, won't it? I'm working from home, but I still need to commute for about... Oh, I'll give myself two hours. What? But normally, I would be reading this story out, tutting and saying, this is a sign of society crumbling. People going off and having affairs just because they're bored is terrible. But this year, what with the energy price cap going up, it's not a bad way to keep warm. So I might actually reserve judgment. Might also keep a jumper on. Now, the new feature, which is only a short run one, but... Phil got in touch I, uh, my, on my email. Phil Brannan has emailed me loads of news stories that we could talk about on the show. And he said, good luck for the run of Late Night Mash. Thank you, Phil. So we're doing Phil's news. Still not made a jingle. Today's headline is lying to your partner is good for your relationship. This is the story he sends me. Is this for the show or just in general for me, Phil? Do you and your significant others pay for separate Amazon Prime accounts in fear that your others will judge your purchases? <laughs> Wow, this is from the University of Connecticut saying that apparently that might be best for the relationship. Secret pur purchases strengthen the relationship. Some clandestine buys make people feel a little guilty, leading them to spend more time with their partner to make up for their secret spending. <gasps> so actually, if you go off and do thing things secretly, you have a stronger relationship. No, because earlier in the show, we were talking about how more people have affairs at this time. Do they do that on Amazon Prime these days? Wow, the internet is amazing, isn't it? Who'd have thought? Well, there's not, you can't really join in with this feature because this is the stuff that Phil keeps emailing to me. But as he keeps sending them, we'll keep reading them. Try me down on Twitter, at Mr. Stephen Allen. I've tried to add a link into my Twitter bio with all of the newspaper columns in it. Just in case that's of interest, makes it easier, maybe it'd be nice. Uh, but also, thank you for your messages. We were talking about, and it's not often one gets to say the word frigate on radio, but ships. The HMS Prince of Wales, one of my favourite pubs, but not necessarily a great ship right now because they've got rudder problems or shaft problems. Who's the part of the machine that's caused the whole thing to not manage to sail? Shaft! 
And then um, Jason gets in touch and saying, because I would say it's trapped, isn't it? It's stuck just outside Plymouth. It can't go anywhere. And Jason says, that's nothing. I went to Greenwich and there's a ship there that can't move. Honestly, it's almost like they don't know what they're doing. Good points. Well made. Thank you for your messages. And that's your podcast done and dusted for another day. Thank you very much for downloading it and listening to it. Find me on social media at Mr. Stephen Allen. Subscribe wherever you find this. No, I did say there's some podcast only material. Um, Stroking a pet is the best way to relieve stress for 40% of us, says a poll. And I thought, we could do this on the show. This can't be podcast only. What's rude about this? And then it says, having a cuppa came second. And I thought I'd say, I tried stroking a cuppa. It's a silly joke where I'm pretending you you swap out not the whole sentence, just the, the... the article in the sentence, um, the object. And then I thought I'd say, uh, I tried stroking a cuppa and all I got was my fingers warm and wet and that does relieve stress. And look how I ruined a perfectly nice family joke and it turns out, well, I thought I'd save it for podcast only. Anyway, thank you very much for that. Until next time, bye. <laughs>